listening to a podcast from Light FM. It's a live breakfast with Asha. Now, if you haven't heard of them, the Ringgit Plus team are your go-to guys for impartial information on everything you need to make those empowered decisions and, you know, save money on the products and services we use every day. That's how we actually lose out on a lot of money savings, I am told. So here to tell us more is the head of content and brand of Ringgit Plus, Pang Tun Yao. Now, it's the start of a new year. What kind of new year financial resolutions should we have? For us, we like to say that everyone's financial resolutions should be different and they should be SMART, not the word, but the acronym. Okay, so SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-bound. So this is like a classic strategy of making reasonable or, or relevant goals that you can achieve, right? Mm-hmm. So every one of these characteristics combined is going to help you reach your goals or resolutions. So let me give you like two different types of financial resolutions. So they're the same thing, basically, but worded a little bit different. So number one, I want to have enough money to go for a holiday. And number two, I want to save 10,000 ringgit to go on a holiday in Japan in December. So when it's smart, right, what happens then is that you can then plan for it and not just like hope for the best, like what we do with all of our New Year's resolutions after February, you know. And while we're at it, actually, you know, why limit yourself to just one financial resolution? How about, you know, you set a few smart resolutions, very specific ones, and then see where it takes you throughout this year. Ringgit Plus recently concluded a financial literacy survey, taking a closer look at Malaysians and their finances in 2022. Could you share with us the three biggest key findings or takeaways from the survey? The Ringgit Plus Malaysian Financial Literacy Survey 2022, or I'm just going to call it RMFLS for short. RMFLS this year, it was very disheartening to say that Malaysians are now in their worst financial position since we started RMFLS five years ago. So it sounds really gloomy, but let me just take savings as a key step, right? One main major team that we found was that we're now seeing the very real financial impact that's caused by the pandemic. Pandemic started all the way in late 2019, but now we're seeing very real impact. So this year, from our survey, we found that 70% of Malaysians do not save more than 500 ringgit every month. And that's way different from pre-COVID times when it was always around the 50% mark. It was already pretty bad back then, and now it's worse. You know, And when we're seeing the same challenges across all walks of life, when we look at the other end of the spectrum, those people who save more than 1,500 ringgit every month, there's actually four times fewer people doing that in 2022 than there were in 2020. And, you know, if that's not bad enough, the other major observation was that Malaysians are now foregoing long-term financial sustainability and choosing short-term relief. It's not really hard to see why, right? We're already financially not prudent nor responsible before the pandemic. And now we're just opting to sacrifice tomorrow to just to survive today. The survey showed that almost 7 out of 10 Malaysians, 65% if I remember correctly, 65% of Malaysians above 21 would still consider applying for more EPF withdrawals if the government allows it. And I think there's been a lot of data that already shows that the past few withdrawals have pushed the ability of Malaysians to retire anywhere between three to five years ahead. So that's just something that really needs to be addressed. I'd love to share more with you, but there's a lot more data from this survey. But if you or anyone of the listeners want to check it out, we've actually made the report publicly available for download on the Ringer Plus website. Now, from what you're saying, there were quite a large proportion of people who didn't work, therefore no income. So what can you tell us about the people who were working and why they were saving less? If you notice, 
this also, the worst stats this year, it's worst stats this year compared to 2020 and 2021. You really think that that really shouldn't be the case, right? The economy has opened up, employment rates have also gone up. And in general, there's just a lot more optimism in the streets today, right? People are going on holidays, people are eating out, going out all over the place, bank shopping and all these things again. So this leads us to believe that why we're seeing it this year is mainly because the pandemic aids that were given out in 2020 and 2021, they have played a huge role in keeping Malaysians afloat. So imagine if 2022, the results this year is really bad, right? How bad would the last two years would have been if it weren't for the assistance that was provided to us at that time? So now that most of the aids have already tapered off, at the same time, the economy hasn't really recovered as quickly as we expected, right? So that's why we're kind of seeing these gloomy numbers in 2022. And coming back to your question, right? We can't really blame everything on the pandemic either. Uh, we've already had pretty bad financial habits. We've seen that in our past survey results back in 2018, 2019. And what COVID has done is just, it's highlighted them in very real circumstances. You know, just to give you an example from our past surveys, we saw that many people didn't even realize what an emergency fund was, let alone prioritize having one, you know. So we've been highlighting this in RMFLS for five years, like I said. And in fact, the findings that we actually found, that we actually got from the past surveys have actually changed the way Ring Plus company's mission and vision, actually. We still help Malaysians uh, easily search, compare and apply for financial products anytime and anywhere. But now we're leveraging on the strength of our platform and our brand to build a more financially literate Malaysia alongside uh, industry players as well as policymakers. Now, looking at these three major findings, what are the long-term consequences? So we believe that this is a generational issue. You know, it needs the sustained effort by all parties. Right? I'm not just talking about the right yet, people like you and me. We obviously need to change our ways. But at the same time, there's a lot of effort and a contribution that needs to come from industry players as well as policymakers. You know, and it's quite clear, right, to see why, right? So from our survey results this year, we can see the major themes. There's an increasing number of people who cannot save money. There are more and more Malaysians who are choosing to forego saving for retirement and just poor financial literacy levels across the board. Some of the other few stats we're seeing is that, you know, there's about 40% of people who don't have a medical card and they're working adults, you know. There's an increasing trend in people not paying their credit card bills in full. So what's going to happen is that, you know, from a macro perspective, in 20 to 30 years down the line, our government's going to have to step in and assist people who don't have money for retirement. And as we can see from today, that's going to be a big number. And they will have to come up with policies, financial aids, and this will obviously come at the expense of other budget allocation in other areas for the country. So that's from a very picture point of view, right? Uh, and if you look at it from a micro point of view, people like you and me as consumers, what's going to happen is probably we will take on more credit like loans, personal loans or credit card debt just to make ends meet. Our quality of life is going to deteriorate obviously when you're constantly thinking of just how to pay next month's bill. Further down the line when we're hitting the retirement age, we can't even afford to retire let alone have a comfortable retirement. So yeah, it sounds really like doom and gloom at this point but it's a painful truth that we're actually facing right now. It is quite serious. I don't know about you, but it is hard sometimes to make the right choices for what we need. And all of that small print, we tend to kind of ignore and gloss over, but it really makes a difference when we understand what we're actually paying out for and what the small print is saying. So today we're getting some help by talking to Head of Content and Brand at Ringgit Plus, 
Peng Tuniao. What are your three simple tips for someone who's trying to get their finances back on track this year? Number one, engage the services of a licensed financial planner. It sounds counterintuitive that you want to spend more money when you're trying to save money, but a licensed financial planner, someone who's not attached to any financial institution like a bank or an insurance company, they'll be able to give you an accurate snapshot of your financial status and identify ways to help you get back on track. And more importantly, they give you insights that will help you have a healthier relationship with money. And honestly, they don't have to be expensive. CFPs don't cost thousands and thousands of ringgit, and the net benefit that you get from their services in the long run is going to be worth much, much more. So that's number one. Number two, set up a budget. It sounds really simple, but here's something even crazier. If you actually stick to it, it works. The most popular one I can share is, you might have heard of this as well. I think it's a 50-30-20 budgeting rule. It sounds really simple. A lot of people know it and I myself is using this. If you don't know what the 50-30-20 budgeting rule is, it's quite simple. You take your take-home salary, your net salary every month. 50% of that goes into needs like bills, loan repayments, uh, and other commitments that you might have. Another 30% is for once because you know we're all humans and this budget works because this 30% lets you reward and treat yourselves for sticking to the budget. 30% is quite a big amount. And lastly, 20%, that's for savings and investment. This is the one that you want to keep doing all the time and stick to all the time because this will secure your immediate and long-term financial step. So that's number two. Number three, if you've been disciplined financially, you have a budget that you've been sticking to, then for us, our big recommendations always get a credit card to pay for your usual expenses. If you've been paying with cash or a debit card, maybe it's time to consider getting a credit card. A lot of people actually don't know the benefits of the cards that they use every day. We've noticed this trend has been going on for a few years already. The people who are more financially literate, they tend to spend with credit cards because they understand that there are some rewards and perks that go beyond just having cashback or whatever. There's also some financial security that comes into play as well. And by using the right cards without changing your spending habits, you're looking at saving around hundreds or even thousands of ringgit every year. It sounds like a lot, but you know, of course that depends on how much you spend every year. It sounds a lot, but it's actually true. If you go through uh, some of the, our community, there are people who try and optimize their spending. They have a few credit cards that they kind of mix and match for different purposes. And we talk a lot about credit cards at Ringer Plus. So if you'd like to learn more, do check out our website. We have a database of about 300 plus credit cards available in Malaysia that is, that is, in, that is in circulation. And you'll also get rewarded if you apply through our website. And we, for myself, uh, we do a lot of reviews of credit cards as well. So if you're interested in that, you can check out the Ringer Plus blog. Thank you so much. That was Peng Tun Yao, Head of Content and Brand at Ringgit Plus. Now, if you want to get into the nitty gritty and get more details, head on over to the Ringgit Plus blog. They can help you do it the easy way, as they say. You can also listen to this interview again on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's on the Shock app. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.